Welcome to episode three of the Dumbbell Debrief. Today we're looking at the abdominal paradigm. So ab training or abdominals in general as a muscle uh, are a key group of muscles that tend to get hyped up in, in society and highly sought after. Um, a lot of people tend to be training abs, but aren't quite sure why they're doing it, how they're doing it, what the benefit of doing it is. Will it actually give me a quote-unquote six-pack? Uh, the short answer is a lot of people are doing it with the wrong why. Uh, they're doing repetitive crunches, which research has shown is can be, not always, but can be detri detrimental to the back and cause back pain and cause wear and tear on the back, typically because the, the, the individual that is performing the crunches is going through compensatory motion after compensatory motion or lumbar spine flexion into lumbar spine extension, repeated and repeated and repeated. So a lot of people just don't understand the why. And I believe everyone's why should be, I want a strong quote unquote six pack or a strong core as a lot of people say it, so I can lift more weight, which is then going to, which is then going to put more stress on my body metabolically hormonally, uh, on the musculoskeletal system, uh, and that stress leads to adaptation. But you can't stress it if you don't have a stable foundation and a stable quote-unquote core. So I, I think a lot, I think, I think people should start straying away from the idea of that they're doing ab training in order to actually visibly see a six-pack uh, we know that we have abdominal fat over that area, so nothing's going to be seen until you have lost enough body fat and you lose kind of that layer of body fat that's covering that abdominal ab. So I want to get into, like I mentioned before, in a, the abdominal paradigm where hopefully I can throw some ideas around that may change your mindset or change your awareness on some things or components that you can think of when you're doing abdominal training. And obviously, there's a lot of different exercises out there, but it really comes down to an anti-extension and an anti-rotation. You also could stay in anti-flexion. But those are key components to ab training that we we need to implement to, to get fundamental strength in all three planes of motion. Again, the sagittal, frontal, and transverse. Um, all, what that all means is anti-extension, meaning you are do, you're performing an exercise that is resisting extension. Anti-flexion, resisting flexion. And anti-rotation, you are, you are resisting rotation, uh, AKA the transverse plane. So our exercises should be grouped into one of those three categories. Um, but besides that, I think there's two main points I want to get across to bring to your awareness. 
The first one is eccentric orientation. So when training abdominals, we should think eccentric orientation, or it could also be changed to eccentric strength. And what I mean by that is the abdominals need to be eccentrically strong. They need to be able to decelerate or resist motion as they are being lengthened. Now, the easiest way to look at this is at the rib cage. So the second point is position. And I'm going to kind of talk about these interchangeably. So as I mentioned, one is eccentric orientation. Two is going to be position. And I think the easiest way to look at it is just break it down with an example. So let's use the example of a dead bug. Um, for those of you who don't know who a what a dead bug is, um, I'll quickly run through it. You're on your back and there's various progressions and, and regressions that uh, the individual will do depending on their specific needs. Um, but you're on your back essentially, you have hands up and both legs up. So depending on the individual, you could move one leg at a time, you could move both legs, you could move an arm and a leg, you can move both lower extremity and upper extremity. But that's beside the point because the main point we need to look at is the eccentric orientation of the abdominal and the position of the rib cage and the pelvis. So try not to get caught up in the appendages um, or the extremities and, and stay focused on what the main point is. So start with your why. Why am I doing this? Well, I'm doing this. This is an anti-extension exercise because when I start, I am taking a full exhale. The ribs are going to internal rotation and the pelvis is going into posterior, a posterior tilt. That's putting me in a slightly flexed position. And as I move my appendages, I am resisting extension. So a classic anti-extension. Here's where people start to stray away is a couple things. When they're going into the movement, they're forgetting to set the position of what I just went over, the rib cage and the pelvis. So we need to make sure we're taking a good breath where we see rib cage depression or rib cage internal rotation. We should see natural flattening of the back from a posterior pelvic tilt. Now, when people go and start moving their legs or arms, what, what people tend to do is they go into extension slightly and then they come back up at the top and they go back into their posterior pelvic tilt or slight flexion. And they just kind of keep repeating this. Now, we're not showing our brain anything new. It's, it's not having, it's not being required to work and stabilize the pelvis. We're just kind of naturally flopping into flexion, extension, flexion, extension. So we need to be aware that falling out of that is really, it's, it's almost causing the exercise to not produce anything beneficial because we're not teaching that stability. So let's, let's pretend like we have that position down and we're appreciating that position now, is, let's move on to eccentric orientation. When you're in that position, after you have took that exhale, when you go to take your inhale, 
the abdominals need to be able to lengthen enough and it start to expand the rib cage, but they also need to be able to maintain the rib cage position as air is going up to the lungs. And James Anderson from Postural Restoration Institute gave a great analogy of a towel roll. After you take that first exhale, your ribs depress. You create your towel roll or cylinder. When you go to take that next inhale, that air has to go back up through that cylinder. If we don't have that eccentric control or eccentric orientation, that air is not going to be going back up through the cylinder. Well, the top of the cylinder is, or are, our lungs. And when we get air to our lungs, we get natural ability and our natural pattern of respiration without the help of all these accessory muscles like low back, uh, SCMs, uh, scalenes, upper trap, all these, all these things that, all these muscles that people have chronic pain with. So we start getting good air, but what does that do to the position of, and really the challenge on the abs is we're actually able to maintain the correct biomechanical position of the abs. So what does that mean simply stated is that we're actually challenging our abs. We are actually working them. When do we have to have a stable pelvis and a stable rib cage? Well, I don't have enough time in the podcast, but let's make it short and say every exercise you do, you have to have a stable pelvis and a stable rib cage. There's other things as well, but those two are huge uh, as far as body parts that have to maintain their stability or else we're going to increase our chance for injury. So when you, when you don't consider that eccentric orientation or position, you have a pelvis and rib cage that are going into wrong patterns, and then you have air that is additionally pushing the, the body into even worse patterns. And then people say they're doing abdominal training. So really what that's going to do is lead you down a, a path of dysfunctional breathing, back pain, SI joint pain. And people then say, I have a weak core, so I need to do more of it. And then you do more of this dysfunctional training which leads to further pain and it's a lifelong cycle that never never gets corrected and and leads people to have chronic pain so quick recap what should be going on using the dead bug as an example we should maintain and respect the pelvis and rib cage position. We do that from our breath at the rib cage and our posterior pelvic tilt at the pelvis. We then have enough eccentric strength. So as we inhale, our abdominals are able to maintain that towel roll. Remember the towel roll is that cylinder for air to go up to. When we maintain that towel roll, we are effectively challenging and maintaining proper abdominal positioning so that we can actually effectively work them. 
And don't be surprised if you start running to other quote unquote side effects such as, whoa, my neck doesn't hurt as bad. I'm not getting headaches like I used to. I don't feel as tight. Because every breath you're getting through that towel roll up to the lungs is having massive other effects globally um, that really we could talk about for a while, um, but we'll leave it at that. So if you have any questions, please feel free to let me know. But hopefully you can start to understand and respect these two principles and get the most out of your training. So I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll see you on the next one.